Playing the music of your life 24 hours a day. This is GTFM. I'm Gareth Williams. Good morning to you. Uh, that was Sam Smith. I'm not the only one. Before that, Barbara Streisand, uh, Woman in Love. And we began the hour with Zara Larson and Can't Tame Her. 17, 17 minutes after 10 o'clock. Um, so, the taxi came all... <laughs> The taxi came very early then, Deputy Minister, did it? It did, yeah. Or at least my diary entry was early. <laughs> uh, joined by uh, Deputy Minister for Arts and Sport, Dawn Bowden, member of the Senate, of course, for Merthyr Tidville. Well, very, you're very and welcome. And Romney. And Romney. And Romney. Do you know what I was going to say, and Romney? It's, it's in, <laughs> you, you're giving me that ministerial look. I was just saying, no, come on, Gareth, get it right. Yes, because it's important, that, isn't it? It absolutely is important. I mean, you know, Romney uh, is a very significant part of the of the constituency. Um, and, and obviously, because Merthyr is the largest part of the constituency, sometimes Romney gets forgotten about. It's a very small part of Caerphilly Council, it's a very small part of Gwent Police, it's a very small part of the Health Board, but it's very important to me and my constituency totally agree um boundary changes soon i know it's up in the air is that going to affect that sort of merthyr tidville romney relationship yeah well it, it will do from a, from the westminster perspective um because only the boundary cha- the boundary changes are only applying to the westminster uh, elections not to the senate elections we'll be having a, a whole new look at boundaries for the the the, the new senate uh, under the, the senate reforms that, that are coming online uh, but at the moment the new westminster consti- constituency won't include romney it will mm, be right. merthyr and upper cunnan but Gerald Jones can't wait, can he? Oh, well. <laughs> well, well, he's a Romney boy, you yeah, see. All so, right. um, you know, I think it, it, it's sad for him, I think, you know, that, that Romney's not going to be in that constituency because he is a very much a, a man of Romney, very much a man of his community, yeah. Right. So, let's talk about... Uh, early beginnings then because you were actually born in Bristol I was yes a long long time ago brave girl so, uh, <laughs> so long long time ago uh, born and brought up in Bristol um, and then came to South Wales uh, in the late 80s for work uh, I, I actually came I was working for Nalgo at the time the public, a union, public service yeah. union white collar union uh, in local government and uh, and the health service uh, and I was a full time official with, with Nalgo and I came over to cover uh, a colleague who was on sick leave and he was supposed to have been off for, for six months anyway cut a long story short he um, he didn't come back to work and uh, and I never went back to Bristol Oh, I, I there carried we are. You on, saw, I stayed. You saw the light. <laughs> I saw the light. I came here, I loved it, fell in love with the place and I never went back. So were your parents politically minded then? Did they influence you one way or the other? Yeah, very, very much so. Dad dad in particular. You know, dad was a big union man, um, you know, TNG. Uh, he worked for the Shell Shell UK, the oil company, then went on to work for it, British Aerospace where he was uh, he was the TNG rep there. Um and it was always it, it was always um there, uh, I, I think that's probably the best way I can put it, because it wasn't something that we necessarily sat down and debated politics. It was just that sense of what was right and what was wrong politically was was always uh, in in the house. And you know, and I remember I'd come home and you know come home from school and well, where's Dad, Mum? Always oh, at a union meeting, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So it was, uh, it, was uh, it was, it was, it was imbued in me, I guess. Now you became a councillor at a very young age, didn't you? The, I did. Yeah. My sources tell me. I, yeah, yeah, very good sources. Uh, so yeah, I was twenty six, um, and 
at the time that was the old Kingswood Borough Council, which was one of the kind of satellite authorities around Bristol. I think it's it's now part of South Gloucestershire. Um, but I stood in a by-election, defeated a Tory in a by-election, Ooh, which was wonderful. Nice. Um, and, it, it, and it deprived the Tories of control of the council. So I was very pleased with that uh, at the time. Um, is and, that Ian Holloway country, isn't it? Kingswood? Yeah, Kingswood, yes. The footballer, then the footballer, manager. Yes, That's he, right, he lived yeah. in Longwell Green, but that was all part of the that, that council that council area. And you're going to make me spit now, aren't you mentioning people like Ian Holloway? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but no, no. Uh, so, so, yeah. Yeah, so I was a councillor there for uh, for about four or five years, but then it overlapped with me coming to to South Wales. So, I, so I actually uh, resigned my seat on the council then when I came to when I came to work in Wales. So, member of the Senate then for Merthyr Tydfil and Rumney, yeah. uh, Hugh Lewis. Of course, he decided to stand down in the twenty sixteen election. Yeah. Then you decided to stand. Uh, was that a big decision? It, it was because. Um, I, I'd, I'd always felt, you know, you asked me about my politics growing up, so I'd always had, you know, Labour, socialist politics. Um, and but, but because I was a full-time trade union official, it, in a sense, I always felt that I was doing my bit for the movement because I was with the union. And I hadn't really thought about going into... Um, uh, politics in, as an elected politician, although I had been approached and asked several times over the years. Um, but then opportunities come up, don't they? Unexpectedly. And uh, Hugh's resignation in Merthyr Tivoli and Romney was unexpected and quite late in the uh, the electoral cycle. And because uh, Merthyr in particular had been my patch for many years uh, with the union, uh, that I knew a lot of people in Merthyr, knew a lot of organisations, knew a lot of the union people, people in local government, people in the health service and so on. And so when the uh, when Hugh resigned, I was approached by a number of people that I knew in Merthyr and said, you know, why, why don't you why don't you throw your hat in the ring, give it a go? Because it's worth pointing out as well that Merthyr Tidville and Rumley yeah. never had a female member of parliament never. and never had a, a female member of the Senate either, did they? Absolutely. And the, the, the Labour Party, because of that, uh, and because we've, you know, we've taken a very proactive position in the Labour Party, on uh, women's representation, uh, Merthyr Tidville and Rumney was uh, declared an all-women shortlist by the party. So it was only going to it was only ever going to select a woman. So um, they were they were reaching out uh, both within the constituency and beyond the constituency to to get the best uh, candidates that they could. And and fortunately, um, you know, I, I I came out through that selection process. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Because you're in good company, Vicky Howells. Yes. Member of the Senate for the Cannon yes. Valley, a, a regular on the show. Beth Windsor, of course, Indeed. MP for Cannon yes. Valley. Alex Davis-Jones, MP for Pontypridd. Yeah. Buffy Williams in the Ronda. Yeah. Lynn yeah. Eagle in Torvine. Of course, yeah. Brianna on Passmore in Islay. You carry on. Yeah. So, no, in the Valley seats. But it's true, it's great reflection. In the uh, Valley seats, doing a great we job. absolutely have great representation, women's representation, yes. Now, you are the Deputy Minister for Arts and Sports, and is that since 2021? 2021, yeah. So in my first term uh, in the Senate from 2016 to 2021, I was a, I was a backbencher, uh, committee, I was committee chair on Senate reform. I sat on various other committees and did, did other stuff from the backbenches. Um, 2021 election uh, was returned in Merthyr Tivoli and Rumney with... Uh, I, I, you know, I was just absolutely blown away by the fact that we increased our majority and our share of the vote and all of that. It was just like amazing. Um, 
And then I had the phone call and I really wasn't expecting it. Um, I'd, I'd never I'd never come into this to make a career out of it. It was something that I thought I could do. It was something I thought, you know, I've got something to offer. I've got the, the, the lived experience. I've got the kind of transferable skills that I picked up as, for, as 30 years as a union uh, officer and so on. So I thought, yeah, I could do this job. But I, wouldn't, I, I didn't come into it in, in the hope that I would get into government. Um, so when I had the phone call... And can the, I ask uh, the phone call from who? From the First Minister. Of course. <laughs> well, from the First Minister's office. Right. Now, because I wasn't in government, I knew I wasn't getting the sack. Right? right. Because yeah, if you're yeah, in government yeah. and you get the phone call from the First Minister's office, you don't quite know whether that means you're getting sacked, do you? But I wasn't in government, so I knew I was going to get something. I mean, is it that brutal sometimes, Dawn? Well, it can be. Yeah. yeah. I, although, you know, what, what I would say is is our our first ministers, um, you know, who that, that I've known are, are, are all really good people and they wouldn't be brutal in terms of, um, you know, just being horrible about it. But but they are they are the most senior politician in Wales and they've got to make decisions that they think is right for the government and right for the country. So sometimes that means that you've got to take really difficult personal decisions as well as political decisions. So, so you know, on the outside it appears brutal, but the way it's handled, of course, is, is important. Um, but but I yeah so I, but I had the phone call out of the blue. I was sat at home. We were we were still in COVID restrictions at the time, if you remember. Yeah. So we were all still working from home. Phone rang. And it was the First Minister's office saying um, the First Minister would like to see you in his office at three o'clock. This was about midday. All right. Okay. And I just went, a, bit, 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 a little bit oh. worried, was it? <laughs> I went, oh, right. Okay. So I was a little bit stunned. And my, my husband was there because he was working at home as well. And I said, I've, I've got to go and see the First Minister. And he, went, he said, oh, well, wonder what you'll get. You know, and it was this kind of conversation. Or, or what, what have you done now? Or what have you done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we knew it was it was government appointments day. So we knew that he was oh, forming right, his okay. government that day. Um, so uh, I was flapping around then, you know, around the house. Oh, my God, I better get ready because I was still in my PJs sort of thing, you know, flapping around. And, and, and my husband just said, no. I'll drive you down. You know, you know, you 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 focus on what you want to say to the FM when you get there, sort of sort of thing. Uh, and I said, well, I don't think I'm going to be saying anything to him. I think he's going to be talking to me. You know, but but anyway, and uh, and that was it. And so uh, I got there, and um, and he said to me, I'd I'd like you to join the government, and I'd like you to be the Deputy Minister for Arts and Sport. And he said, because I know how you love your sport, he says. Because <laughs> yeah, was it Jim did the job before yourself? Who was it, sorry? Jim Hatch. No, it? no, no, Jay, uh, No, my, my predecessor was David Ellis-Thomas. Oh, right, OK. Who was the uh, former Plaid Cymru, uh, who left Plaid Cymru and became independent and then became part of the Welsh Government. Uh, so he retired at the last election, so I, I took over that, that Brilliant. position. Portfolio. It's a rather yeah. large one, this, isn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds short. Yes. That's, Arts that's, and sports. I know, but then when you look into but it, then, wow, it is a but, big one. But, but, it, but it's also tourism. Uh, I've recently taken on tourism, so that that's not actually reflected in the title of my role, but uh, it's it's effectively arts, sports, and tourism, um, and and arts covers such a wide range of things. So, you know, arts as we would understand it, art galleries. You know, we've got the the National Contemporary Art Gallery coming online and things like that. But it's museums, it's libraries, it's the creative industries, it's theatre. Um, you know, I was I was with I was with a, a group of creatives from from the US last night, yeah. talking to them about bringing their productions to Wales. Um, so so that's all the kind of uh, the creative side, the culture side, the Arts Council. 
Wales and so on. Um, so so th- th- there's all of that. And then, then there's the sport aspect. So Sport Wales, of course, is part of Welsh Government in a sense. It's an arms, it was a Welsh Government arm's length body. It's Sport Wales that deliver all the Welsh Government funding to, to, to sports organisations, both at elite and community level. Um, and, uh, and, and as I say, more recently, I've just taken on tourism as well. So community stations like GTFM come mm-hmm. under your remit as well? Broadcasting, broadcasting, yes. Broadcasting is not devolved, but we do work very closely with broadcasters in Wales. Uh, we've got memoranda of understanding with uh, BBC, with S4C. We're, we're concluding one with ITV. And, and what that memoranda of understanding with the broadcasters is about is um, our expectation as a Welsh government of what a broadcaster does in Wales, what we expect to see, the kind of depiction of Welsh life, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so so we have that we, we have those agreements with them. But, but we're not responsible for things like the, the licence fee and how that money is allocated and, and, and so on yeah yeah and community radio plays a big part as well don doesn't it of course you know uh, yeah. we, we our area of course run uh, is uh, run the kind of tough large parts of Merthyr actually yeah. listen to gtfm yeah. as well which is obviously a good thing yeah hugely important hugely important and one of the things that, that we want to do as, as a government is actually uh, is empower local uh, radio local local journalism um so that we see and you know we, we've we've done so we've got a public interest journalism group which is uh, which has been set up in this term of, of government, um, and they, they've they've been allocated pots of money by Welsh government to to really support some of the hyper local journalism, you know, so that we we do get people hearing about what's going on in their own local neighbourhoods, and I think that's really important. Absolutely important as well. Um, so delegation is very important. I would have thought when you're a deputy minister, delegation, get, delegation, getting the right team oh, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then delegating you know various roles. Well, different people there's there's two things about it really because once you become a minister in government um you you effectively have to well you you do you have two jobs so you become a minister in the government and that's pretty much a 24 7 job well it is a 24 7 job um but you still have your constituency that you have to look after because without the support of your constituency you can't be a minister in government because you're going to get elected yes right so you have to look after your constituency so the delegation, because government, the government role is such a full-on twenty-four-seven role, uh, it certainly takes me. Uh, it takes me out of the constituency from Monday through to Thursday, uh, but on a thir- on a Friday and then uh, over the weekend, I kind of do constituency stuff. But because I'm not in the constituency um, as much as I used to be it is really important that you have a really good team in the constituency that you can trust and rely on to get on with being your eyes and ears in the constituency when you're not there. And, and I do have a fantastic team that do that for me. Now you're from Bristol, so yeah, you like football? I do. Or rugby? <laughs> uh, are you City or Rovers? City. Oh, dear me. Yeah. <laughs> but, actually, but actually, Merthyr Town now. I was just going to say, yeah, what about Merthyr yeah, Town? Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. When my mother uh, taught in Bristol, Stoke Itford, uh, she was a big city fan as well, of course. Uh, but I think she saw Rovers because I think uh, where IKEA is in Bristol was that the site of the, the former the, the Bristol old, Rovers yeah, club? Yeah, it was the Eastville. The, the Eastville Stadium. Used That's to be right. There, yeah. Yes, yeah. She used to tell um, me about it. Yeah, they used to have the big gas things there, which is why Bristol <laughs> Rovers are called the Gas. Yeah. <laughs> so, music? Are you a music fan? Do you do much love reading? Love music. Love music. Very eclectic. 
um, tastes in music go right back to my teenage days. You know, I loved the Osmonds. You know, that was my thing. Going to see Donny Osmond again in in December. Merthyr um, Connections, of course. Of course, yes. yes. Donny comes home and yeah. I saw him in Kevartha Park. You did few, see him, yes, did you? Yeah. Yes, yes. Good show, good show. Fantastic show. So, um, uh, you know, great, great live performances from, from the Osmonds. Did you have the T-shirt on? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Donnie and all that. Yeah. No, no, no. So, so, so that that kind of stayed with me. It's more for me now. That's more of an, a, a nostalgic thing uh, because that's reminiscent of my my teenage years. But, but I do have a very eclectic. So, why are you wearing music. a Donny Osmond t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> no, you if you'd have seen me last weekend, I was at Country to Country all right, yeah. in, uh, in in Glasgow, and I have my uh, my cowboy hat, and my cowboy boots, and all of that on, you know. And that that was something I've come into quite recently. Country music really got into country music, um, but I I grew up uh, really loving soul music, blues and soul, jazz, funk, uh, all all of that kind of stuff. But but yeah, anything the sound of Philadelphia, all of the Motown, you know, anything stylistics, like things like stylistics, that. Stylistics, all mm. of that. I saw them in uh, the old Double Diamond Club, which you probably oh, wouldn't gosh. remember. No, I was in the front. Oh yeah. Uh, if I'd been any closer, I would have been up on stage doing <laughs> the moves. Honestly, I would have been up there with them. Now I know you've got to get to the Senate, so, so okay. we'll move on. Uh, so seven years in the Senate, then um, yeah. biggest satisfaction so far in doing in the. Dr- in the job, well, I I suppose it, it's the satisfaction thing. It, it falls into different categories, doesn't it? So I I I am really satisfied when we get really good outcomes for constituents, because that's really important to me. I mean, generally, when constituents come to see you as a politician, it's because they've tried everything else and they're quite desperate by the time they get to you. So if we get to a point where we're, we're able to resolve a situation for a constituent, I find that you know, uh, uh, you know hugely satisfying. Um, some of the things that I did as a backbencher, you know, I, I, we, we raised the profile of a... You, you might have remembered there was a documentary on about it uh, subsequently as well. It was this whole sex for rent stuff. Where, 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 you know, uh, the, where is that have, with landlords? Was yeah. It? yeah so you have people yeah. advertising um, rooms to let, and uh, and and in return for lower rents, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. Disgraceful, awful. Uh, it was it was something that I I raised in the Senate. I I I um, uh, had a, a members' legislative debate actually tabled on it to see if we could legislate around that. As it turned out, the UK government legislation ended up covering it. But we we raised the profile of of that really uh, important issue, and you know it, it all of that contributed as well to the Welsh government legislation around no fault evic- evictions and, and and so on. So I'm very proud of all of that. That, that, that work that we did in government um oh gov- government can be hugely frustrating i have to say i mean one of the things that anybody wants to do as a as a politician is get things done and change things the wheels of government move so slowly and it's it's out of necessity white papers green papers yeah, i mean i'm just that. using westminster yeah, as no, an no, example but it's a similar sort of th- it's similar process and uh, and the scrutiny that goes along with that all absolutely necessary but it really means that you know that the urge to, to to want to get things done quickly is is never is never quite as as, as as easy as you think as you think it would be um but we've you know we do a lot of things i mean in my in my portfolio you know i'm i'm very proud of the fact that we have you know we've set out very clearly in this term of government the the intention of of of, of, of addressing the the lack of facilities for community sport for instance you know 24 million 
quid we've put in over three years so, so that Sport Wales can support local uh, community projects. Um, the, the kind of stuff we're now doing around a cultural strategy where we really, you know, we're really pulling all of that together so that we, we, we spend um, our budget more effectively in areas of developing uh, culture, the arts and so on. So there's, there's, there's lots... There's lots to be proud of and there's lots that we've done, but there's always so much more to do. Absolutely. Um, now, lots of things on the agenda as well. More locally, of course, you've got the A465 yeah, yeah, redevelopment, yeah. which is, how, how are they getting on there? I often ask Vicky Howells the same oh, question. Yeah, well, Vicky, Vicky and I um, office, uh, often work jointly on uh, the A465 stuff because it's obviously, it's her constituency, mine, that are now in the, 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 last, the last part of it. It's a hugely important development. Um, and, and one of the things that I know, uh, because of the uh, the work that's going on in my constituency, it's probably the most disruptive element of the duelling because it's going through um, a community. It's not, it's not kind of bypassing. It's actually literally going through a community in, in Kevin Coyd at the, at the top of, of Merthyr. And, and so whereas I know most of the constituents understand that the disruption is inevitable if you're gonna if you're gonna improve anything there, there comes a point where there's some disruption you know what's the old um the old saying you you, you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs can That's you right. so uh, uh, but i am acutely conscious that while this work is going on it is hugely disruptive to lots of people that live nearby so it's trying to balance you know those discussions with the uh, with the construction company and the residents to try to to to, to make it as um uh, well, it, uh, as as good as it can be in in a huge construction project that inevitably is going to be disruptive, you know. Yeah. And of course, we, we've also got the new metro railway. The, metro, the new yeah. bus station has already opened. Yeah. That's gone well. Uh, Prince Charles Hospital re- redevelopment yeah. that is going extremely yeah. well, and the leisure centre is also yeah. being redeveloped. Yeah. So there's there's lots there's really lots of good things going on uh, in in Merthyr Tivill and and Rumney. I I I I I would like to see. A lot more happening in Rumney, in the upper Rumney Valley. I think it, it, it is, you know, we talked earlier on, didn't we, about uh, it's a very small part of the constituency. It's a very small part of, as I said earlier, Cavilli Council. It's a very small part of the health board and, and so on. And and it feels to the residents sometimes that because they're in that little corner there, they've forgotten. That they're forgotten yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what you'll often hear people say is, we get nothing nor- north of Bargoid, right? Now... I don't think that is true. I was actually. just going to say, I'm sure that's not true. I, I, I don't think that is true, actually. But there is a perception around that. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to see us be, be able to deliver more kind of high profile um, projects in, in the Upper Rumney Valley. And one of the big ones at the moment, of course, that we're waiting on is the uh, the... The, the basically the rebuild of the A469 between uh, New Tredegar and, and Pont Lottin, uh, which has been down to three, uh, down to one lane for at least the last three years because of the uh, you know major the, uh, structural problems, landslips and so on. Um, so we've had to wait for the roads review to get the go-ahead for that road. It's finally got the go-ahead. Um, and now we've got to wait for the money to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I know you've got to get to the Senate. Uh, it's been a great pleasure. It's been lovely, it's been lovely meeting talking you. To you. And I'm yeah. a little bit of a chat. Uh, do come back. I um, will. I'm sure there's lots more to discuss. Uh, Deputy Minister for Arts and Sport, Don Bowden, thank you very much indeed. Uh, before you go, um, you know, I, I couldn't really resist. I've got to play this. <laughs> uh, 
A bit of Donny Osmond. A bit of Donny Osmond. <laughs> Which takes you back a little bit. It does. Not just, too far. Not oh, too far. Oh, well, quite a long way, actually. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> they called it Babila.